and welcome to Stephen Rollins Beer Podcast. Number 256. Steve, I yes. need to know something about that number. The numbers 256 on a telephone spell out the letters B-L-O. <laughs> Thank you. You're that, welcome. That sated my need. Blow. Blow. Yeah, without a W. Or blue. <laughs> <laughs> I love animals. You love animals? Yes. And I love their produce as well and I don't wish to consume it. Could you possibly find me a beer that didn't have any animal products in them, please? Most of them. Or not. But how about one that felt the need to put it on the front of their label? Oh, look, there's one here. Oh, how good. Isn't that fantastic? Okay, it's a vegan beer. (laughs) It doesn't mean... I guess it does, actually. It, It means that you aren't using fish guts for your finings, which is... A lot of breweries do these days because it's not really worth their hassle to cut out some marketplace for the sake of it. But I guess, do you want to lose some of your audience for no particular reason? Uh, they're losing me by putting vegan on the front. Does it mean you want to eat, eat, drink it less? Yes, it really does. <laughs> would you prefer it with a bit of meat in? Yeah, I would prefer <laughs> a bit of pork chop in there. That's what I require in my beer. A little bit of bacon. Tell me something bacon hasn't made better. I can't argue this. Exactly. Okay. Um, now, this week we have a beer from Gun Brewery. Second feature on Beer Bods. Is they it? Were here last January. Was that vegan as well? Probably. Probably. I don't remember we enjoyed it. That yeah. Was um, it's a Vermont IPA. Is it Vermont or Vermont? Vermont, I think. Yeah. This is... So Beer Bods say this is the first of the New England IPAs they've featured. Um, this is... Isn't everybody doing New England Everybody IPA does. So how is this the first? Because we've had a million New England IPAs. I'm not sure there's been that any really in Bibbles that have said they are. Okay. So New England IPAs. I guess everyone is brewing them at the moment, or New England Pales, or whatever you want to call them. Basically Cloudwater's fault, I think we should yes. say. It's all Cloudwater's that. fault. That's a pretty good summary. Yeah. Um, I think Cloudwater definitely have become synonymous with it. To the extent that... Now, um, Cloudwater must not be using fish cuts because I've never seen any of their beers no. look like they've been fined or no, cleaned up. Lots of people aren't. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and Cloudwater have become so synonymous now that people just go and ask for Cloudwater and expect this type of beer from any brewery and forget that Cloudwater do lots of other stuff as well. Um, do they? They do stouts. They do things. a little bit of other stuff. They, they do they other stuff. They do a lot of other Nobody stuff. Nobody pays attention to the other stuff. So, um, how do we feel about a tin with just like a clear label on it? Do we. I don't think it's great, but I can live with it. So, it says small batch 283 on it, so I wonder whether that's kind of part of it. They don't have to have loads of cans yeah. printed and. And that makes sense. And it's also really good because. Any listeners that know Don Hutchinson? Do you know Don Hutchinson, Don Roland? Don Hutchinson. So there's one thing that Don Hutchinson, he's a football player, he used to play for Sunderland, but before he came to Sunderland, he was at Liverpool. And he was very famous for doing something with a label. <laughs> People, be glad this is a podcast. If not, search Don Hutchinson Budweiser, and you'll see what I've just done to Roland. Um, yeah. I need some beer now. You need some beer now. Okay, well... Mm. It smells interesting. So, I've drunk a lot of New England IPAs, although I'm not a big fan of them. 
um, because I find myself... you don't like flavour, do you? I, think I often that's... find myself in a place where I can't get any alternative. Have you, Steve? I'm assuming yes. you've had a fair amount of them I these have, days. I have. I mean, for me, you know me, I'm a bit of an IPA monster. It's my go-to. I go off and do other things sometimes, but like, I, okay. I, I like to think IPA is my wife. And like other beers are my mistresses, and I do like to play the field. It's it's known. Um, I don't like to play the field, um, but um, I always kind of come home to a, a, an IPA. And New England IPAs in particular have been my kind of, and I think it is the cloud water thing. It's become a little bit of a crutch that I know pretty much what I'm going to get. It's a good label. So one of the issues for me with New England IPAs these days is you don't always know whether what you're going to get is New England or not. Mm. So I've been to th- places, I've seen IPA, I thought, that sounds great. I really fancy a, a burst of hops and bitter, and, mm. and I've ended up with this new I- England IPA. And there's a difference, isn't there? There's, the thing probably about New England as a style of IPA is it's no on bitterness. It's loads of the hop flavour, but it tends to be quite sweet and thick and juicy mm. rather than bitter and dry. I don't know. I always, you see, I, I always associate... Hops with bitterness and and that that you know kind of new world's hop mm. type thing like always for me is like it's like very pithy and very kind of like pithy uh, I can go you know, with like but... orange skin and lemon yeah. skin and that kind of thing which it for me inherently is a bitterness. There's a little bit of bitterness, but not like I I guess you are using the. The hops, though, in a way that is designed to enhance yeah. the fruit perception rather than the bit. It's always a fruit perception, right? But I, I don't tend. To, I, I tend to find this style of IPA does have a bitterness, and it's a different bitterness. It's not, you know, but it's like it's 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 all hop bitterness. It's nothing. It's yeah. not. It's not malt or anything like that. But I, I agree. There's there's some bitterness. I think there's a lot less than you would normally get in in the West Coast style. Like okay. that's the defining feature for me. Is that is that West Coast style are Punchy bitterness is designed to be like at the fore, and the reason I don't like the New England ones sometimes is I don't always feel that they're balanced. I feel they're too sweet for me. But what the New England ones do sometimes have, and I think this one's got it, is you get quite a lot of acidity out of them. Yeah, like they seem quite sharp in the way that fruit juice does. And that's a problem, you know. The bitterness and the bitterness and acidity are two very different things. Mm. You know, like something can be very acidic and not bitter, um, you know. But the, the two. In most people's minds, if you're not like you know, we work in tasting stuff all yeah. the time, so we're very kind of you know trying to be more exact about what what we're the a bit flavors are. On this stuff, but yeah. a lot of the time, bitterness and acidity are massively yeah. confused and they cross over. And I think yeah. they can both work really well in beers to balance sweetness. So um, if you've got a really sweet beer, a good dose of either acidity or bitterness is exactly what you need to make something that actually ends up being really drinkable, even though it's quite sweet. Do you know what the symbol means on the uh, their logo? Beware, man with gun lives here. Man with gun oh, lives here. Oh. Yeah. Show me the Don Hutchinson joke oh. again. Uh, My eyes. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I'm not. I'm not a massive fan of putting the vegan thing on the front. Mm. I get it. Like, some people want to make sure that they're not having those things in there. And I think there's nothing wrong with the little one on the back there. Yeah, like I don't know, it detracts for me. It's like when I see um, gluten-free beers and stuff like that. By all means, put that it's gluten-free. But exactly what we talked about before, people will whap a load of lactose in, but won't talk about it being lactose-free. It's kind of right because I I saw a gluten-free beer from Magic Rock. Yeah, 
And I didn't go, oh, I should try that because it's a new magic rock, which is what I would normally think. Mm. I said, oh, I should go to the free one. What? Really? It's a new magic rock IPA. Mm. I should be all over that. So I think it's important to label correctly and it should be on the back so people can see uh, completely contradict themselves. But I don't want to see it on the front label. Like It's not like it's a big thing. It's not like this is a pork chop corn. You know, it's like... It depends. If, if you're a vegan, it's a big thing. It, no, it is. It is, but it, like, it, it doesn't say whether it's uh, gluten-free or lactose-free. And I bet you it probably it, is. It would be good to have, rather than on the front it of the lactose-free. it would be good yeah. to have a little section of... We well, are these. We are these there. things. Look, they it's are. there, and it's also got allergens highlighted yeah. there: wheats, oats, and barley. So why they feel the need to? I don't know. I, maybe I'm just being an, uh, an old grump. I guess um, like most people assume beer is going to be lactose. There might be a mistake. It's not. Might not be lactose free. But I guess people most people assume it will be. Whereas I think I assume it's vegan, vegan as well. You'd be unusual. I think most vegans kind of got used to the idea that they couldn't. I know that. I mean, talked to people at a few different bottle shops. They've all said, people come in and they go straight to them and go, right, have you got anything that's vegan? Because they assume everything in there won't be. Mm. And they have to buy ones that are especially vegan-friendly. Mm. Rightly or wrongly. Certainly, a cha- that's a, a pretty recent change. I think the, I, beers like this that clearly don't get fined... No! No! <laughs> ...are a relatively new thing. If we've seen this three or four years ago, we'd have been shocked. Because mm. everyone would have talked about it being clear and that was important. Yeah. Well, and now Hazy's important. I, uh, have I ever told you about the time I see Bejudged? You might have mentioned yeah, it Yeah, and something twice. could be delicious and tasty but cloudy and score less than something that wasn't delicious and tasty but clear. They could score virtually yeah. the same score. Yeah. And it was just like... And, and, I, and I'm pleased that as a, as a craft... No. Um, craft community, um, we don't, you know, we don't value. Well, we do value cl- you know, clarity. You, but not value, everything has to be yeah, clear. You value technical skill that lets you do that if that's what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, yeah. Recognizing the not be, always. You should be allowed there. to brew something and it not be. As long as that was yeah. what you were trying to do in the first place, rather than just I got, I'm not very good at my job yeah. and it tastes bad. Yeah. I remember having a big argument with a man with sandals and a pair of tailing <laughs> socks on. He re- and a beard. He wasn't typically your Seba kind of person. But Roland, I'll let you go first with the rating. So, what do you think? I think this is a very reasonably drinkable uh, New England IPA. It is sweet and juicy, like I'd expect. But there's some acidity there, and it all feels like it. It kind of balances out. I'm not struggling to work my way through it. Um, I'm not finding it like really specific flavours jumping out it's just like pleasantly hoppy juicy-ish mm-hmm. um, so I'm kind of going yeah pleasant I won't be unhappy I might not rush back to drink more of it so I'm going to go with an 8 mm-hmm. I I like this style of beer very much I think if this was in a cloud water can or if this was in a I think somebody else that does good in New England IPAs. Um, a another brewery that's <laughs> cool. Okay. People would be absolutely ranting and raving about this. It would be all over the internet. It's just of a dance. Yeah, yeah. Like Brilliant. people would be dancing up and down through the streets saying, "What a wonderful beer this is!" Because yeah. it is a wonderful beer, 
I think it may suffer a little because they're, they're like they're not part of the cool kids. Okay. Um, I hope they become part of the cool kids. They'll become cool if they take uh, the vegan off. It is hard to work out quite why. Yeah. Places become. It is. It is. It's. I mean, it's cool. just, It is one of those very odd things. But on saying that, this is technically a New England IPA. It yeah. fits all of the things that I expect in one. It is tasty. I really like the hoppiness of it. It's very, very well hopped. I think it's complex without sucking your cheeks in and astringently drying yeah. your mouth out. Um, I, I think I'm not. This is exactly what I would expect if I've took the label off the can because I've put it somewhere <laughs> else. But you know, you look at that can and you just got given this blind can. I yeah. would go, this is amazing. So I'm going to judge it like that. You should, um, yeah. And I'm going to go. Ooh, I, think I feel one of my higher scores oh. coming on. Nine and a half. Wow. Because it's a really good. Like we 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 often moan and complain about people that try and trick us with like this is a such and such and it yeah, isn't true. and this is everything that it says it's going to be on the can it's really well done and it's my kind of thing um, and I don't like the branding and the label I quite like the logo actually yeah I quite like but I'm just like I don't I, you know, for the reasons I've already said but the beer itself when that label is off that can that is an excellent beer and I think I would drink much more of this. In fact, I may even go and hunt out some other good brewery beers good to see stuff. whether they please me equally. Excellent. That's very enthusiasm from us then. Mm. Yeah. So, just before we wrap up, I drank a beer yesterday that's old than me. Well Roland, and on that, we better drink up and shut up. You drank yeah. a beer yesterday. Older than me. Okay. A 41-year-old beer. Which was you're older than forty one. Anybody no, who's met you knows you're older. Than I just 41. look like it and act like it. Yeah. I'm not actually. Um, yeah. So, big thank you to Dave at Spout Brewhouse, who hosts the Leak Homebrew Club, and decided to share with us a bottle of In Coop's uh, Silver Jubilee Ale. This is a strong ale they brewed in 1977. And what was the best before date on it? There wasn't one. There was no alcohol percentage on it either. Okay, good old days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Proper old days. And, okay, it wasn't carbonated anymore. There's not a surprise. Mm. But otherwise... And the bits that were floating it in ta- it were a little bit like... They were a little bit, but it, it did taste like liquidised parking. It was very, very pleasant. Mm. Um, and it, and one of those ones that, if you'd only had beer, British beer in the kind of 90s and probably late 80s I guess you would have been shocked to discover that Britain brewed beers like like that not that long before mm. so. well I'm from Canic so I started drinking around about the late 70s as I was born in 73 yeah <laughs> that's what we do <laughs> yeah. it's what we do and on that one yeah, we should drink, drink up, up and shut up we are